through us, shape the hearts and minds of all your people, the people that you gifted us to be able to speak to, all those that's online. Uh, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Let your word be real to them. Let them be able to see your love and your kindness and your generosity and your power, your protection and your strength. Oh, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to, first of all, tell you all thank you so very much for all your prayers. I appreciate your prayers, and, and they have been amazing to me. And so I thank you all so much. I would ask you all to continue to pray um, for uh, uh, Brother Mark Webster. Uh, he and his wife joined the church, had a stroke, uh, and he's in the hospital and um, he's doing much, much better. Um, I got a chance to go up and see him and Lakeisha, um, William, Sister Derek, and Sister Quinn, and Brother Derek, daughter. Um, I went up to see her, and God is blessing her. Uh, still dealing with some pain, and it's very challenging, but God is so good. Um, she was just sharing with me, she said, Pastor Duran, did you see my car? And I said, man, I saw it. And she said, man, she just started crying how God had, I mean, God just stepped in and intervened in such a powerful way. So continue to pray for the family. Um, and you guys know many other people that um, that's, in, that's sick and in hospital. If you know anyone that's sick, call the office and let me know. Um, I won't know unless you share it with me. Um, I'm excited. I went to, uh, um, real quick, I went to, uh, on a freedom ride, uh, where we went and we left Atlanta. Dean and I flew into Atlanta. We got on a bus and we rode a bus. It was like, and we rode into Mobile, Alabama and the Birmingham, Alabama and the Selma, Alabama. And so, and then we left there and went down to Tennessee. And so we got an opportunity to uh, do what you call a Sankofa. I mean, it's a look back, right? And so we went back into the history of America and things that happened. Uh, Brad, I think you would have been, been a blessing. I should have begged you to go on that trip with me because I had to have a white person or Asian or someone of different nationality than I. So we joined together with a team out of Seattle. But the beauty of the trip is if you get someone that's a different culture or a different race than you to go with you so y'all have a relationship because it's so heavy. The trip is so heavy. And it's uh, filled with a lot of stuff. We went to the house, the church, that the young girl got bombed. Where they bombed the church and killed the four girls in Birmingham. And um, so at the bottom of the church is a museum now. They still have service there. We got a chance to walk across the, the Pettus Bridge, uh, the Edmund Pettus Bridge, who is Ku Klux Klan. And so they named the bridge after him like 40 years after he was, uh, uh, after he had died. And so the, the talk of the town is that they really, it's a predominantly African-American community uh, in Birmingham, but they built this bridge to, to remind the people uh, in Birmingham who's in charge. You know, So that was interesting when people talked to us about that. And so they're trying to rename the bridge, but then we went down, we saw the Lynch Museum, Went to the Lynch Museum, then went to the Eco Justice Museum and all the Civil Rights Museum. Then we went down to Tennessee and visited Martin Luther King, where he got shot and all that. So it was very, very uh, enlightening. And so the, uh, the, uh, 
the whole thing is, uh, as we go on, as we went, is about the love of God and how powerful God is and how God created all his people uh, in his image and his likeness and his love is supreme. And so where we spend a lot of time on evangelism, let's not forget this uh, talk about equal justice. And so, um, so when Noah was talking about his church and what they wanted to do about anti-racism and all that, that's so important. And I think um, we're never have him come back and, and talk about uh, that piece about anti-racism and all that because he's real educated in the area. So, but we'll talk about that later. This is a powerful message. So is this love? Everybody say love. Love, love is the master of the kingdom. And it's so important to um, understand that um, because God loves us so much. And I just want us to understand, man, that God created us in his image and he loved us so much. Now, I want you to really let that resonate in your spirit. A God loves us. Everybody say God loves us. All of us. I want you to understand that the, perp- the people that's out there on drugs, the people that's crazy, the people that do all kinds, but God still love them. God love them so much, man, that he put a tool in place, man. It's called evangelism, where you really often, man, trying to get people, man, to come back into a relationship with God because if you get a relationship with God, it changes the world, Right? And so God uh, embodied us, man, with his Holy Spirit so we can uh, constantly remind people who don't know him who he is, right? So and God, so when Jesus was talking and he talked about love, and love is such a powerful key, man, that it really unlocks everything. And love is different than anything else. It's different than anything else. And so a lot of times we talk about it and we tell people we really love them and all that, but God is love. Everybody say God is love. And that's important to understand that. And if you don't understand that, you're going to miss the whole picture. So when we talk about love being the master key, all right, uh, uh, this, this clicker is I'm clicking to the left and clicking to the right and clicking to the left and clicking up down. And nothing's happening. So I'm going to go back to my screen. There you go. They just moved it for me. All right. All right stay there for a second. So, in St. John, the 13th chapter, well, let me, let me go here for a second. Let's go to Genesis first. Look at Genesis. It's a very powerful scripture. I read it to you all the time, but I want you to really get it, and I want, I want it to resonate with you. I want it to get inside of you. This is what God said. Then God said, who said? God. Not Pastor Durham, remember, God said. This is important to understand that. God said, let us make human, right? In our image. Right? He just said, let me make black people, let me make white people, let me make fat people, let me make skinny people. He just said that. He said, let me make human beings. And the King James says, uh, let us create man in our image. Everybody say our image. So that's important for us to understand this. This is crucial when we talk about man evangelism, we talk about loving people and caring for people. We have to look at people and really see the image of God in them in order for us to really love them if we have the love of God in us. You have to know because sometimes, man, people don't look like you think they ought to look. And when I'm talking, I'm not talking about the face. I'm talking about when you're looking sometime at the heart of people and you're like, I'm not dealing with them, man, because they're not right. I'm telling you, God wants you to deal with them. 
regardless of who they are, right? So then it says in verse 2, so God created human beings in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them male and what? He created them. Now, that's important to understand that because you have to understand it. It's important to understand it, right? So, and if you don't get it, it's going to be hard and things will never change, right? I was so, as I did this journey, I was so angry, man, right? I was so angry that people who call themselves Christians would do the things they did. I was angry. But the love of God, when the love of God meet anger, all right, um, it just like eats up hatred. It just eats it up. Love just eats it up, right? And so when love meets hate, it just consumes it. It's almost like when he, when he threw the, uh, the, uh, the cane on the ground and it, it turned into a serpent and it ate all the Pharaoh's serpents, right? That's how powerful love is, right? Because love will make you love when you really want to hate and you want to be angry, right? And so God allowed us and he knew things were going to happen. So he injected us with his love. And he said, I want you to understand that. Because if you don't understand, you're going to miss it all. And by the end of this, man, I think you guys are going to get it, right? So, so he created us in his image. And remember, everybody's, everybody say everybody, everybody. was created in his image. Yes. That's important. Now, people get indoctrinized. They get uh, uh, all kind of stuff, man. They, they read books and, and people talk to them and then they change, right? And then they fall into the culture. Right? And then all of a sudden, man, people are doing things, and then you end up want to be like them. And then you angry and you mad and you follow something, but you're different. Let me tell you something. You're different. You're different, man, because you said that you accepted Jesus and you accepted God into your heart. And he came inside of you, and you told the people, when you see me, you really get to see my Savior. You said you get to see my savior. And so I'm not, the person you see is not the person I was born. I'm a different person. I've been born again. I've been transformed. Right? So I'm on a different team now. Right? And this team is so powerful. Right? That Satan, I don't care what he do, he can't win. Right? So let's work with that. All right? I work with that little piece right there. Right? So let, let's go back. So, Because the only thing I have to ride on is the scripture. So let's deal with it for a second. And then we're going to deal with humanity. Right? So here it is in John. So this is what it says. So now, listen to him. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. All right? He said, now listen, I wonder why it had to be new. I wonder why the commandment had to be new. Right? Maybe because people didn't love. I, I say because people really, it was indoctrinized with something else. And they thought it was love, but it really wasn't love. So he said, I'm giving you a new commandment. He said, because this new one I'm giving you, right, is going to trump whatever's been going on with you. Right? He said, now, I'm giving you this, man, because you're mine. Right? And you're going to need it. Because if you don't get it, you'll kill somebody. Or you'll never be a good husband. You'll never be a good wife. There's no way you're going to be a good parent, man, if you don't get this one. 
right? He said, so important, I got to give you this commandment. He said, because you need it because the world is going to come at you like never before. And if you don't get grounded with this one, you'll never survive. The enemy will eat you up, right? And it'll make you hate. It'll make you cheat. It'll ruin your families. So he says, the new commandment I give unto you. Then he said this. He followed. He says, love each other just as I have loved you. All right? And he said, you should love each other. Now, that's important because here's what Jesus was telling us. He said, I love you so much, Tasha, that I'm willing to die for you. I'm going to take some abuse. I know they don't like me, but I'm going to keep going because of you. He said, I'm willing to be spit on ridiculed, talked about, ostracized, kicked out, ran away, all because of you. He said, this love that I want you to have is the same love that I have. And it was so powerful that, watch this, it brought you out of darkness into the light. He loved you so much, man, you were strung out on drugs and he delivered you. You know what you did on your job. You know what you did. And God still loved you. He protected you. He didn't expose you when you should have got exposed. You, you, you know what you did. Uh, I, I know you thought you were saved and sanctified and, and you, you made everybody think that you was full of the Holy Spirit and you were so deep. And God says, I just won't expose you right now. Uh, I'm just going to love you through the process. He said, the only reason I'm not exposing you, he said, because uh, you're going to be in a situation and it's called mercy and you're going to have to do it for somebody else. Because you got to love him like I loved him. Just like what I did for you. You don't want to love. You don't. He says, listen, hold it now. I want you to stop. He said, and think about your secret that don't nobody know about. When you thought you got away with it. When you hurt somebody, man, you know you had no business hurting them. He said, I love you anyway. He said, you get the opportunity to do that. He says, it's this commandment I'm giving you. All right? He said, this thing is powerful. He said, you can't operate without this one. You can't even call yourself one of mine without this one. Because it's going to show up in your life. It's, listen, something's going to show up and you're going to put up. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be, they're going to find, listen, you're going to be put in a situation, they're going to say, do you really love the Lord? Now, you can tell your friend, you know, I love the Lord with all my heart. He said, well, I'm going to find out. Right? He said, I'm going to find out. Right? Uh, I'm going to find out. I'm going uh, to let you see something, and then I'm going to see if you really love me. Because it's easy to love him when everything's going well. Oh, you know I love the Lord. I'm doing good. Then something happened, and your boss said, I'm sorry, we got to downsize. 
and you've been working there for 20 years, and, and you know right now you already maxed out because you, you got too many bills. Already living paycheck to paycheck. And then he said, I'm sorry. And you said, I don't even know what I'm going to do with the next car note. I don't have no grocery money. I don't have no food. Now, uh, I want you to get this now because it's going to be important to understand love because love, we need it. And you don't judge it based on what other people, you can only measure it by you. Don't measure it by what somebody else is doing. Measure what's in your heart. Jesus commanded his disciples, he commands them to love one another. Why would he do that? Because he knew when he left that you were going to turn. You're going to be a turncoat. He said, I, I, he said I'm telling you, uh, I'm commanding you because there's going to come a time and, and you're going to want to turn your back on your friend. There's going to be a time when you're going to say, man, I'm done with you. Because what you did to me, I don't want you to say nothing ever again to me. Don't ever come around my house again. I don't want to see you no more. Don't you ever speak to me again. Because what you did to me, and you call yourself my friend. So then you got he said, and, you, he's, and this is what he said. So I'm commanding you to love each other. Because what's going to happen, you have to ask the question, but God, how many times should I forgive you? You know, I, I've already forgiven her enough. What they did to me is I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. But the lo- everybody said the love. Love will make you do what you don't want to do. So, in the 15th chapter, he said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love. There's no greater love than a man to lay down his life for his friend. I want you guys to think about all that. That's important because the question is, will I lay down my life? For my friend, if I know my friend is not right. Would I lay down my life for my friend if I know my friend is not right? Do I, do I, oh, oh, this is good. Do I get, is it my choice? Or is it God's choice? I'm saying you don't have a choice. I'm saying when you commit your life to Christ, then I don't live for me. I live for him. And if I live for him, then I lay down my, because I know that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Because he don't judge me based on what you do. He judge you based on what I do. And he already told me, he said, listen, I'm giving you a commandment now. Make sure you love each other. Now, this, the reason why he said that because he knew there was going to be a time. Yes. Yes. 
knew it was going to be a time. He knew it was going to be a time when you're going to want to turn your back on him. You're going to say, that's it. Right? And you're going to be mad, and sometimes you're going to hate the ground they walk on. Stay with me for a second. Right? And I got eight minutes to get you out of here. But listen, no, I don't because I'm the pastor. Okay, now let me move right on. So I get the roll, right? I get the Right now, so, uh, so uh, now, now listen to me. He said, there's no greater love. There's no greater love. Your love will be tested. When your friend cross you. When somebody you trust cross you. Somebody you got confidence in cross you. Listen, this is good. Now, we, how many, raise your hand if you got children. They test your love. So, hey, Sister Hill got up. She wanted to dance, but she said, we don't dance at this church like that. She got up. She hit her husband. Hit her like, I want to go. She wanted to do this here coming down the aisle. I said, Lord, it's, they test you. Them cheering test you. Right? Now, your love, is, you can tell, Anor, because your love, your kids do crazy stuff. Yours don't because they're little, but they, it's coming. Uh, it's coming. I know they're cute right now, but it's coming. They do some crazy things, right? But here's the thing. Because of my love for them, I'm willing to lay down my life for them. Don't cross a... Now, you can do a lot of things, but don't mess with my kids. Now, you can talk about AJ all you want. You can talk about Nessa all you want, but just don't do nothing to them. Because then you got to deal with me. right? I got Because I love them that much, right? I'm willing to make sense. Somebody said, well, I, you don't do this here. I mean, my daughter did, you know, don't do this here. If I don't, you know, that's called, uh, what they call it? They call it something crazy like uh, when you help somebody in, enabling people. It's easy you said it when it ain't yours. <laughs> right? And when they, it's easy to say it when it ain't yours, right? But when it's yours, you don't call it enabling. I'm just helping them. <laughs> but when it's somebody else, you enabling them. What it is, is the love. I'm willing to lay down my life. I, listen, I, I know I'm willing to put my money up for this one. Stay with me for a second. Everybody with me? Now, let's deal with this thing. Now, so in Matthew, all right, he tells us, this is what he says, all right, and I will give you the keys of what? The kingdom of heaven. Watch this here. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be. Now listen to me. You that key without the love of God working on the inside. God is not going to give you a master key to something for you to ruin somebody else's life. If you know that key is going to ruin somebody else, man, you don't get you don't get to bind it. Some of us, man, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, what key you using? Because not the way you treated somebody the other day. Oh, that was good. Because you saved. But now you want to bind over here. And you want to loose in the name. You think your prayer is going to unlock something over here when you know how you acting over here. All of a sudden, man, you try to stick the key in and the prayer don't work. You wonder, you wonder why that prayer won't work because the key won't fit. Come on, come on. Up. 
You try to stick that key in the door and you, you clowning over here. You think don't nobody know. Or you got these secret conversations and you know you, you're doing something you, ain't, you don't have any business doing because nobody know you think the key will work. God said, I'm not going to let that key work because I know your heart. And I told you that you... He said, you, you, you're not going to go over there and think you can heal somebody. And he said, I'm, gonna, oh, I'm taking that key away until you get it right over here. Amen. Right? So people uh, try to use uh, this master key uh, to lock up people's lives, to do all kind of crazy things, right? Uh, and we're going to talk about that. Now, it's important. Now, let me talk about, because on my journey in Atlanta, I was bothered, right? I was bothered, and, I, and uh, as I was, I did a lot of reading. They had us do a lot of pre-reading, and so I do a lot of reading all the time. And there's a lot of stuff, man, that was happening that was so wrong, right? And the system uh, was so messed up, and, and the people was so screwed up in their heads, right? They were doing all kind of hellish things to people. They, they create a genocide in, a, in America that you don't even know a, a Native American if you see one because they almost extinct them, just wiped them out. They, you only find a couple of them here or there. And they did so much damage, man, to African-American people that they don't even know who they are today, right? The damage is, is so horrific, right? And, and so I'm looking, I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm reading, and I'm studying, and I'm like, I am just devastated. And I'm so angry about this thing. And God says, hold your horses, because I gave you love. He said, work with that. He said, and he said, so when love meets hate, you get to see me for real. He said, and if you, and if you, if you can stay in me, he said, we, we can win this thing. Yeah. I know everybody said, well, it's hard to win it, Nisi. It's hard to win it. And it was hard. It was hard. Except what made me realize it, that uh, I had came back and I walked down Bill Street. And I saw the white people, the Asian, Hispanics, and blacks, and they laughing, and they dancing, and they talking. Then I went into a restaurant, and they all were sitting down just eating. Right, and God said, uh, "Because of my love, this is happening." He said, "It's because of my love." He said, "I had people, man, because they loved me, they didn't give up, and they kept fighting for righteousness." He said, "And when righteousness met hate, they kept loving." And they kept, now some people lost their lives. He said, but there are always casualties in war. He said, but, uh, he said, you're you able to work next to him now. He said, you can go to school next to him now. He said, you can eat dinner with him. He said, and some of them, man, they may even come to your house. And here's the thing, they invite you to theirs. He said, uh, that's because of love. Now, now that's important, right? Now, uh, in uh, in Leviticus, uh, 
Here's what he said. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You must obey all my decrees. Why did God say something like that to them? Why did he say that about the Israelites? Why, why was he talking about that? Why is God dealing with that? Because he knew uh, that you would try to have revenge. And what people did to you, you'd be so angry that you would react to it. And when you react to it in, uh, out of anger, he said, then it's not love. And whenever, whenever you uh, uh, react out of any situation out of anger, he says, you, put, you took me out the picture and put me on the side. And you said, I'm going to fight this battle without you. He says, he said, in order for you to fight this battle, man, you got to keep me with you. Because watch this, this is important. Because you can't fight Satan. He's been doing this for a long time. And, and he said, and the enemy will eat you alive. So the only way you can deal with this is going to be love. So what do you do? What do you do when you, you deal with something and somebody do something to you so horrific? Now, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about that slavery stuff and that civil rights stuff later on. Right? Let's talk about life now. Let's talk about real stuff. Let's take what happened then and let's make it relevant today. I want you to think about somebody, man, who really did you wrong. I mean, they really hurt you. What do you do with them? That you're saved. Now, remember, you're saved now. Don't remove the, the peace that you've given your life to God. And now you have God living on the inside of you. Right? Now, what do you do with them now? Do I destroy their life? Do I come back and kill them? Do I never have anything to do with them anymore? Because remember, God is living inside of you now. You're a different person now, right? So now I'm on the Lord's side. On the Lord's side, you don't have to fight because he have angels working on your behalf. You just got to love, love people. Now, I want to read just a passage of scripture, and I'm going to close this thing out just a little bit. I'm going to tell you the story about him in a little bit. I'm going to preach a whole sermon on it. Look at Genesis 45. So read the whole chapter. Everybody know the story, right? The story is about a young boy who had an encounter, and I'm going to be done in a few minutes. I get to go over 12 because Stephanie looked at me and said, yes, she can. She nodded and said, go for it, Pastor. Now, so the story is about a young boy, J.B., by the name of Joseph, right? Joseph was, had a coat of many colors, all right? The problem was, I don't think it had anything to do with the coat, man. I, had, I think his coat represented his character. Now, I want you guys to get this as we move with people we don't like and people that make us mad and angry, and now that we are saved. Joseph represented uh, us, man, with the Holy Spirit in him. I want you to hear that now. Joseph represented us with the Holy Spirit in us. Joseph had a gift. And Joseph told his brothers about his gift. And his brothers wanted to kill him. Right? And they, and they, they really wanted to kill him. And one of his brothers said, no, let's not kill him. Because uh, his daddy loved him. Let's throw him in a hole and let the animals eat him or whatever. And then somebody came along and they took him and sold him into Egypt. 
And when they sold him there, Joseph had these dreams and he had a relationship with God that nobody else knew about. That's you. You, had this, you got this relationship with God. And Joseph got mistreated by his brothers. But God blessed Joseph. And Joseph was able to go into Egypt as an outsider, go in and become second in command. In the process, Potiphar's wife had an attraction for Joseph. And the enemy used her to try to get him to sleep with him. How many times the enemy tried to come with you and try to get you to sleep with them? Now, I want you to think, now, it, it don't have to be sex. He said, I just want you, I want to get in bed with you. I want, to, I want you to do something that's not right. Yes. Right? That's what, that's what Potiphar's wife would do. I want you to do something that's wrong. I want you, I know it's wrong. So Joseph said, no, I'm done. How many people you told the person, don't, you, don't, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't call me no more. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with you anymore. Right? And, 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 he, and you, you take off running and you say, I'm done with this here. But you run and then something happened, and then you get falsely accused. And somebody lied, somebody lied on you. Then he got thrown in jail. He's a righteous man. I want you to get this in. His brothers, while he's in jail, even the butler and the baker forgot all about him. He told them about his dream. He got them out, and they got, he said, please remember me, and they didn't. Right? This is, everybody said Joseph. That's me, y'all. That's you. Right? So now we're in a situation and we've been put in, and we're in prison in our own world. Now watch God when he delivers you. When he gets out and God delivers him, now I want you to watch this. This is your testimony and what you have to do now because the enemy is coming at you at every turn. When that person who did something to you so horrific, that you ain't told nobody about, or you did something to somebody, because you may be the one, right? I ain't, I ain't want to say that, right? Like that. Tell the truth and shame the devil, right? When somebody do something, you so what do you do with them now? I'm done with you. What do you do? Don't you ever? I can hear Derek now. Don't you ever do this again to me? You know, Derek. When Derek, when Derek, he won't cuss. But he's in, his mouth going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Teresa, I ain't lying. Teresa, you better go on, Teresa. I'm not. Get on out. Get away with me, Teresa. Teresa, like, Derek, quit messing with me. Derek, Teresa. Right? Now, so you're telling, you're telling them, get away. Now, watch. This is important. What do we do? So now the enemy is coming at you from every turn. And listen, they try to hurt you. They do everything, man, to mess up your life. Tasha, they lie on you. They cheat on you. I said, now watch the story. And then I'm closing. Right? Uh, I want to go, before I go there, I want to I wanna remind you to say, a new commandment I give unto you. Right? Now, let's close this thing. Right? Here's Joseph. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers. I want you to think about that. Please don't read that. Uh, I don't know why my mic keeps going out, but here's what happened. Joseph brothers wanted to kill him. They sold him, right, 
to some travelers. Now God has blessed him. God has blessed you. God's been good to you. And now your enemy comes back to you. What do you do when your enemy looks you in the face and you got the power to destroy them or expose who they really are? Now, here's Joseph. Here's the Joseph in you. Because God gave you his spirit and you have the love of God. Look what he did. He kissed his brothers. God had put him in a position, all right, where he was very successful and he had the opportunity, man, watch this, to give them, take it away. I can feed them because watch this, God gave you resources. He said you can use your resources to be a blessing to your enemy, right? Or you can withhold it because you have the power. What do you do when God has given you his love and his power? And you meet your enemy. So now you got love meeting hate. What happens now? What do you do? Joseph says he kissed them. And when he kissed his brothers, man, he started to cry. And he told his brothers, go get my daddy. Because God has put me in a position where I can be a blessing to you instead of cursing you. When they recognized who he was, they thought he was going to do something terrible to them. But when love meets hate, the display is God with skin on it. Do you have enough God in you when you meet the person that crossed you? The person that lied to you? The person that mistreated you? The person that beat you? No, some people don't like their parents. They say, I can't stand them. I can't because when I was a kid, they beat the ground they walk on. But if you take a few seconds and realize that God took you and put you in a position to be able to be a blessing to even your enemy. Why did God bring them back in your presence? So you can show them who he is. He, he's, I brought him back in your place. Listen, I didn't bring him back, man, to irritate you, to run your blood pressure up. I brought them back, man, so you can show them who I am. Because if you show them who I am, maybe they will accept me. And the person they used to be, they won't be no more. And you have the power to do something about that. Don't be stubborn now. And you say, oh, I don't want to hear that message because God gave you that message today. Because the enemy could be right in your own house. Now, if the enemy's in the house, I'm talking to them. And you say you love God. Don't be like the people who came across out of Europe who call themselves Christians and use the Bible to hurt people. I'm I'm talking to you in the house who accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't hurt people when you know better. Because if you do, you won't be able to sleep good. The enemy will eat you up from the inside out. You say you love them, then love them like you're supposed to. 
I'm telling you who's on the other side with you on your job, show them the love of God. I don't care what they do. God only judge you for but what you do. Now, if you believe God is who he say he is, then put your faith in him and watch him work. Here's the thing as I close. You know I'm telling the truth. You would have never, ever made it where you are today. You would have never made it this far if it wasn't for God. Now trust him in this piece so we can change the world. We don't need to change everything out there. We need to change the people that's in our sphere of influence who we can't stand. But Jesus said, well, listen, you can't represent me and hate them. Don't you dare talk about you love me and, you, and, I, ooh, and I send somebody to you don't love them. God said, I sent them to you. Now show them how good God is. Won't he do it? I would run and dance, y'all. I was excited. Woo! Watch out, Nisi. Oh! Hey, God is good. Everybody stand. The Lord, a hand clap. God has given you the master key. Listen. God has given you, I don't care what the situation is, God has given you the master key. Unlock that thing. He said, whatever you bind on earth, I bind in heaven. Whatever you loose, I'll loose. Maybe there's somebody. I, I think, I think uh, Camilla told him to turn my mic off. But she said, where's she at? She might be behind the booth. Cause my mic keep going in and out. Nah, she, I don't think she did that for real. Because pray for her, Spud. Pray for her. Pray for her. Right. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe somebody told you, man, that Jesus is not real. I'm telling you, he's real. If you get him in your heart, he'll change your life. He doesn't care about nothing but you. He loves you. I'm talking to people who think he don't, he love you. Today is the day. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, raise your hand and I help, I'll walk you through it. It's simple. All you do is accept him in your heart and allow God to work in your heart. And then you become a soldier for righteousness. You get to be Jesus with skin on it everywhere you go. And you get to see the power of God working on it. Everywhere you go, you get to see the power of it. The power of it. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for those who love you so much. And Satan has tricked them. And today you've opened their eyes and opened their hearts. So we pray that, that you continue to let them grow in their faith in you. Let them be able to show the world that you're still real. Thank you for the Holy Spirit you've given them. 
And thank you, Lord, for allowing them to be able to see you at work. As we leave this place, Lord, we never, ever want to leave your presence. We can't go anywhere without you. So I ask you to be with us everywhere we go. And I want you to rest our spirit. And let us really be an example of what the church really should be. That's walking in righteousness, doing what's right on every turn, standing with those that's marginalized. Use your resources to be a blessing. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. I'm going to dismiss you. Hey, listen. Last week, uh, Brad, I got to offer last week in Atlanta. I almost told him to stop the bus so we can turn around and get back to Muskegon because the offer was so low. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know if Onika didn't. I don't know what Anika did, but she didn't give her ten. You know, maybe she didn't give her ten thousand dollars. She had promised. I don't know what happened, but but the offer was really low. Somebody, listen to me. This is important. I laugh about this because I don't never talk about money, but I want to tell you all. Some of you all out there withheld your resources, right? It's yours. You do whatever you want to do because you all been a blessing. You've been a blessing to us. Remember, whatever you do, man, you do for the Lord, right? You you got to know that. That's important. Don't withhold God's resources. God has blessed you beyond your wildest dream. You guys have jobs. We got a lot of professionals in here. God has blessed you beyond your wildest dream. The reason why you have the resource you have is because God been good to you. You cannot withhold God's resources. He always asks you to give a portion back to him. Make that commitment to him to show him. Don't just show you love him by walking around. Show him you love him, man, by what? Trusting him with the resource. He gave you a principle to live by, Right? And he wants you to trust him, have confidence in him. All right? I know what happened. I was gone last week. You said, I'm not going to give to Pastor Duran and get back. I know because we, Idina didn't give. She forgot to write the check. So she had, she had to double up this week. So some of you all just forgot. I know, I know what happened. So part of it was our fault, Nisi. It was our fault, Nisi. It was our fault. Right? Right? So we need your help. Right? We don't need your help. We just need you to do what you got to do. All right? Amen? So we don't need your help. We really don't need your help. We just need you to do your part. Amen? So, Lord, bless the offering. Bless those who have to give and those who have not. Lord, we ask you, don't let anyone, anyone suffer because of what they gave. Lord, we thank you. And whoever give, and as I joked and teased about last week, the offering was exactly what you wanted it to be. Because if it had been something different, you would have made it different. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We appreciate it. Thank you for reminding me to remind them how much you love them. As we leave this place, whenever you're present, please be with us, guide us, and guide our hearts. Amen. If you want prayer, please come forward, and we'll pray for you before you leave. Uh, if anybody need prayer, please come forward, and we'll pray with you. Dr. Abiyale, if you don't mind, would you help, pray for, help me pray for prayer? If anybody need prayer, would you please come forward? If not, 